Unwrap your gift now, but pay later. Right now at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Put no money down, no payment, and no interest for up to 24 months. Our elves work year-round, installing in as little as a day. Offer ends December 31st. Visit PellaWI.com. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue, it's the Jeff Wagner Show. Come join the conversation on the WTMJ Talk and Text Line at 855-616-1620. Now filling in for Jeff Wagner, here are your hosts, Carol Kane and Sandy Max. It must be real if the big voice says it. <laughs> I know, it's official. <laughs> it's totally official. I'm so thrilled to be doing this with you. Honestly, I mean... It's um it's been such a wild ride for both of us. You know what I mean? We've been in, we've worked together for a long long time and and just been in Milwaukee for sometimes longer than you realize when you look back over your career path and your resume. It's like, "Oh, that's right. I have yeah, been parts of different organizations and met different people along the way." So, it is funny when you kind of quantify. It's like, "Wow, because my first time working with you was back in 2002." When I had first moved back to Milwaukee from a Chicago round, and yeah. I was doing traffic yeah. for the morning show, and that was yeah. when I first met you doing rock radio. Yeah. It was um, probably a quintessential moment in your life. Was <laughs> it, it was good. You know, hey, that was my first time traffic reporting, and I've done traffic reporting ever since. So, you know, you learn all along the way, but it does feel nice. I was in the traffic cave right, at the were, time. So to have moved up yeah. in 20 years to now be in the glass window studios downtown at the Avenue, uh, it does feel like a progression. It's You know, what's interesting is I started in Milwaukee radio and traffic. That's how I got started. Yeah. Um, and to say that, you know, now that we're talking about Lying on resumes and things like that, that seems to no, be... No, we aren't. It's politicians who are well, doing right, that. Right. You well, and I are not lying on our well, resumes. But see, this is going to be a full disclosure thing for you. Oh. I lied my way into the traffic reporter job. I was coming from... Really? Fort- oh, I lied like a dog. I was in Fort Atkinson, and I was wanting to come into Milwaukee because this is where Lou was living, and I wanted to be with my boyfriend uh-huh. at the time. And so... They, uh, it was WBCS at the time, 102.9, and Dick and Ellen were on the morning show. And they said, sure, come on in and we'll interview you. Do you know the system? Oh, heck yeah. I Sure. <laughs> do you know where the zoo interchange is? Absolutely. Can you drive around in a truck and you can do, and I, abs- I lied. And you couldn't do my, any of those things? Didn't know one th- I didn't know where the high-rise bridge was. I didn't know the Marquette Energy. I didn't know anything. It was trial by fire. In fact... When I got the job, I called Lou and I said, you got to drive me around the system and show me what's what, because I don't know where I'm going. So that's that's how I got started here in Milwaukee Radio. Fake it till you make it. Way to go. That's way to I, go. My yeah. my real start was when I was still at Marquette University, which is right downtown. QFM, the legendary station, was at 6th in Wisconsin at the time on the top floor of that building that has the dirigible landing, that funny metal cone sure, on sure. top of it. Yeah. And that was an eye-opening way to start your career with shag carpeting and turntables and all sorts of things, you, wood paneling, all sorts of things. Like, it was as close to WKRP in Cincinnati as you could get in Milwaukee at QFM in the early 90s. Well, and it then, was a great way to start. Did, a cast of you, characters. I was going to say, who did you work with? Because uh, downstairs, downstairs Dan was, was say, in the afternoons then. Okay. And David Lee, who has an impressive voice, if you've ever heard 
Yeah, he does voiceovers. NFL, doesn't yeah. He? yeah, I can't even I can't even closely impersonate David Lee's voice. Mark the Shark was there at the time. Uh, yeah. Those are some names from the classic rock past here in Milwaukee. Uh, uh, Tim, the rock and roll animal, was there, and he went down in rock and roll lore as the guy who camped out on the balcony protesting oh, that the Who right. did not play in Milwaukee, and he was going to stay out on that balcony until they did. That's right. I completely forgot Fun about times. that. Fun times, yeah. So... It's been fun to be part of the Milwaukee radio landscape, and you just kind of forget. Uh, you just keep moving forward. Yeah, I guess. yeah. You know, yeah. It's not like we sit around and go, "Hey, remember when we were?" Well, and you spinning know, records. <laughs> yeah, that's stacking I mean, CDs. We used to do that, you know, all the time. That's what you did. You played vinyl, and yeah. and you had to queue it up, and it was. I mean, it's been an interesting ride, but it's really lovely to be able to talk like. You're across the table from me now, so that's really fun. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I guess if you have any questions, you're welcome. We have WTMJ Talk and text line 855-616-1620. If there are old stories you want to hear, um, I would like to say that Carol's career didn't start with a dumpster fire, (laughs) but it started with a fire of a different kind. And we can share that next? Sure. All right. Uh, WTMJ, Sighting Unlimited. Well, it's not news time, but it is... 1213 back with more on News Radio 620 WTMJ with Carol Kane and Sandy Max. Nice. Way to bring us back. Yes. That's nice. Good classic rock radio. Yeah. Carol Kane and Sandy Max uh, till 3 o'clock today on this glorious wednesday december 28th it is now 12 16 and news radio 620 wtmj uh gonna talk about all kinds of things whatever you'd like to talk about we do have uh, ghost stories coming up some sleeping arrangements and a really good reason to drink a beer today Got so yeah. yeah so hang out with us and if you would like to be part of the show we welcome you uh the wtmj talk and text line put this in your phone eight five five. Six one six one six twenty. Yeah, you can ask us anything over the course of these next three days. If you feel like you've got, because I, I, I'm actually going to fill in for Steve's show on Tuesday with Mike Spaulding. So you poor people have me for four <laughs> days in a very short period of time. But you um, have a wealth of stories, and, I know. And, and and stories that only you can tell. For example, like how you yeah. first. Got into it. You know the old saying, like, oh, it's a dumpster fire. Well, you had a different fire no. on, like, your very first day of doing radio news. Yeah, yeah. You finally make it to Milwaukee Radio, and what happens? I, well, I was, <laughs> I, I was doing traffic, and I was driving around on a Ram Charger with a two-way radio, and that's how I did the traffic. And, oh, yeah, wow. When I you know. think of, you know, Debbie Lasga now gets to yeah. have the tools of... Yeah. Some internet access, and, no. and there was a time where you could call the sheriff's department, yeah. too, and they would give you the, the rundowns. No, I would just sit there and go, I'm stuck on Eastbound 94, <gasps> so it's crowded. That's how I tra- That was my Yeah, you didn't report. know the travel times? Oh, I was just, it was ridiculous. Is that but the it, 80s? Uh, I started in 1985. Gotcha. So yeah, so in the 80s, we didn't have that kind of technology right. today. You were So you were in it with a CB oh, I, radio? <laughs> I, truly. Breaker and 1-9. So, um, I also, like, there was one time that I backed it up and I hit like a concrete barrier. And Oops. they and I just drove it into, I didn't say anything to anybody. And <laughs> well, that's <laughs> classic. There like, you go. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, what happened to the bumper? And I'm like, I, I have no idea. <laughs> so, but when I finally, when I finally got, um, 
into away from the traffic and I got hired by somebody by the name of Tom Jarris and it was Magic 96.5 and I was working with two guys and they had underneath my news desk they had this was the very first day that I was there they had covered the wire with um paper towel because it was there was some of the outlets were sharp and the previous newswoman was cutting herself on this thing. So they, that, that you know, the powers that be decided we'll just cover it's it. poking your knees. Yeah, yeah. And you're also With, in a different studio. And I think yeah. sometimes it all sounds like we're all in the same room because the microphone sounds so good. Right. But, so you're in a separate news studio from totally, the guys. Right, right. And so they go to to news. Um, I did it a couple, you know, I did it a couple times. And then the one time that all of a sudden I'm like, what is so hot under this countertop and i the wires had malfunctioned slightly and the paper towels are engulfed in flames <gasps> they're on fire and the guys came to me to do the news and this is what they heard i can't i got a fire in here <laughs> <laughs> so and they probably don't so, think you're being serious no, well, you could see the smoke. Oh man! Because we could, we had a, a window between us. Yeah, and you could see the smoke coming up. So I left out because I'm an electrician and I know how to stop something like that. Sarcasm and smell it. <laughs> it's there. And so I grabbed my coffee cup and I went across the hall to where the sink was and the coffee maker, and I filled my coffee cup up with water. That's and resourceful, I came- right? That's I except it's electronics. Yes. Oh, so I threw the water on the fire and then I ran and got another cup and I threw that on the fire. <laughs> and all of a sudden it's like zzz, I, everything shorted it out. And they were like mad at me. And I go, I didn't know what else to do. Oh, right. Yeah. You think it's your first day. That is some sort of hazing. Uh, is, but yeah, what, what are, there, are the other alternatives? Have the entire building catch on fire or short out a board? I think I'd go with shorten out the board. Yeah, yeah. and because we were in the um, uh, we were at Seventh and Wisconsin in a high rise on the seventh. It was like floor. a bank building, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a bank. Building. Few different banks. Yeah, <laughs> and so uh, yeah, I literally was on fuego on my very first day. <laughs> so I yeah, that's. I I have so many stories. I mean, it's just the, the and you too. You know, you with your public um, TV career. Milwaukee too? PBS has uh, afforded me some cool opportunities to meet artists here in our city and get to know some of the organizations that are doing some really creative things yeah, yeah. in town. And I I had the blessing of being a Milwaukee Brewers game day host, first one for five seasons, and that was the best summer job ever. Yeah. Yeah. There's been so in Milwaukee. I've always said I'm not a Milwaukee by birth. I'm a Milwaukee by choice, and uh, I've met so many kind, interesting people that really yeah. excites me to be here now at yeah. WTMJ to reconnect with some of those people. Because after the past two and a half, three years, we've all kind of been separated, and this is um, I like with the new year coming. This is really a wave of reconnecting and, and joining and rediscovering some things in our city. Uh, it's you know, the, the, I I've said and our state. Well, our state, yeah, because we're you know we go all over it yeah. uh, with this radio monster that we're on right now. I was but, just talking um, about the Sartori cheese drop on New Year's Eve in Plymouth. So. <laughs> Road trip, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, but I I agree with you in the fact that I have had had the opportunity to meet an awful lot of people national of national acclaim and international acclaim, and they don't know anything about 
Milwaukee and they've come in to either perform or, you know, be at Summerfest mm-hmm. or something like that. And they're kind of like Milwaukee's never gets its props ever. Yeah. But the people when they leave always say, This is a beautiful state. I had no idea how great Wisconsin actually was and Milwaukee they nobody understands living on Lake Michigan that it's like living on the ocean. It you you it's cannot a, yeah, it's see a different personality every day and it's right. and there's something healing and mentally good about being that close to a body right. of water. Right. I can tell you that Al Petrelli, the music director of Trans Siberian Orchestra, yes. The one thing that he loves and always takes back with him from Milwaukee using her sausage Oh, you're kidding. A, no, right around the corner from Pfizer Forum. And he discovered them on some trip because, you know, they come every year for the past 20 years. If you've seen a TSO show, they love being in Milwaukee as much as we love having them here. And he told me recently that he is the pride of Long Island, that he sets up a barbecue and everybody's like, what are these? He's like, I'm not telling you. They're my secret. Isn't so he funny? treasures Al Petrelli of TSO treasures using her sausages, and he would have never discovered them if he hadn't come to Milwaukee. That's really fun. More That's really fun. <laughs> more stories on <laughs> on WTMJ News Radio six twenty. <laughs> Huey Lewis doesn't get enenough radio airplay, in no. my opinion. I that's a, one I've never met. I've never met Huey Lewis. I haven't either. And he's one of those dudes that you just want to hang out with. He you does, know, like yeah. just a regular guy. Yeah. I think he loves to golf. And he's a guy's guy. I don't think I've ever met a guy who didn't really dig Huey Lewis in the news. Um, you're probably right on that. Just because it was, it was a... Uh, a devil may care kind of fun kind of music, not total metalhead, you know, just really bopping out, having a good time. Yeah. That's what he did. So yeah. I, somebody did text us and want to know how many people I've uh, like seen rock artists. And I would say the, the Stones and Aerosmith are the two that I've seen the most. I've seen each one yeah. like six times. Yeah. Um, but you know, <laughs> that was when the tickets weren't. Seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. But um, somebody asked about they remember the story about the Ram Charger because I that's what I did. I rode the Ram Charger and drove it around Milwaukee doing traffic. But there was a um, <laughs> Super America that was on Thirty Fifth Street, okay. on the Thirty Fifth Street Viaduct, mm-hmm. and there was a place that I could pull in and park and overlook <laughs> East and West Bound Ninety Four. But I would always go to the Super America, and you wonder why I was heavy. And I would go and get one of those big cheese pockets. They're like big triangles. Big, so kind of like a hot pocket, but instead like a big calzone kind of thing? No, no. I mean, it was like a donut, and it was filled with this cheese <laughs> mixture. And I used to sit there and eat those things and overlook. I was really very lazy when it came to you weren't the most dedicated traffic reporter ever in the 80s. <laughs> so I would sit there and I'd have coffee and I'd eat my cheese pocket while I watched East and Westbound 94 for like a half an hour. And then I'd get back out on the freeway. And yeah, I know. <laughs> Real, I know. It's, Those are the resilient years. Well, I was young. You know, I was 26 years old. Having and, fun in radio. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it wasn't. It, for me, it wasn't exactly the because my 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 parents kept saying to me over and over, "Aren't you ever going to get a real job?" 
<laughs> it is a real job. They reporting want, traffic they and wanted, updating people. They wanted me to be a, a English teacher instead of an entertainer and informer. I'm really the black sheep of the family. Oh, no. I know. I do come from, I, they're all professionals. You know, my really? sister Beth is a math expert. She's got her master's. My other sister, Sue, is a teacher. My brother's an electrical engineer. And then I'm the clown car that comes up. <laughs> That's the truth. That's you got to balance it out. Oh, God. It's really something. It's really something. But it's been fun. So, it's yeah, a- I ate a lot of cheese pockets <laughs> and put out a lot of weight. A cheese? Is it a sweet thing? A cheese pocket? Oh, yeah. It's like a Danish? Yeah, okay. it's like a big glazed donut. I can understand that. Yeah, a big glazed triangle filled with cheese. Did you eat so many that you never want to see another again? No, I would eat one right now if somebody <laughs> brought it. I would eat one right now. <laughs> more stories and uh, more answers and, uh, of questions on the WTMJ Talk and Text Line. Join us on the show this afternoon, 855-616-1620 and... Totally digging this bumper music. Thank you, producer Charlie Snell, cranking up the cream. <laughs> Some choice classic rock music today. I'm telling you, that's the one thing about Sandy that I get such a kick out of mm. is your musical knowledge. I mean, you really are very deep when it comes to knowing these artists and the music and things like that. I mean, I, I kind of scratch the sur- I know a lot, let's put it this way, but you go deep. Thank you know you. who they are. So. I love music. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> I know you do. Hey, we got Patty from Oak Creek on. Let's bring Patty on and have her ask her question. Hi, Patty. First of all, Patty, let me say thank you for the Hi. lovely. Hi, thanks for the lovely gift basket you brought for Steve and myself at Christmas time. That was lovely of you. Oh, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. And I seriously mean it. When you guys are on in the morning together, you really make my day. So I'm glad you appreciate it. And I hope you ladies had a great Christmas and all that. So here's a question I'm going to um, bring up to both of you gals. Um, if you could interview only one person that's alive, you can ask them any question that you want, any question. Who would it be? Oh, boy. That's a good one, Patty. That is uh, my initial frivolous answer that immediately springs to mind is Jason Bateman. I adore Jason Bateman, oh, but I don't have a deep, like, great question. But, Patty, I would hate to waste such a great opportunity to speak with someone who is alive and like could really give me a good answer on something that's truly important. You know, like how can we fix some sort of a problem that could help society be better, like a mental health question or the unhoused. So so as much as Jason Bateman comes to mind, like Patty, let me just mull on this and see if I can come up with a a more. That's fine. You can, you can take some time on that. (laughs) You can even answer it tomorrow if you need to. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, to tell you the truth, I am such a sick individual. And I, I mean that in all honesty, I have such an affinity and fascination with cults and serial killers. It would be somebody of that. I don't know why. I, I always thought uh, he's not alive, but I always wanted to take the opportunity to interview Charles Manson. That gives you the kind of where I'm going. I don't know why okay. I have, um, but uh, somebody uh, like an Ed Kemper or something like that, maybe. I don't know. Carol, people love right. true crime podcasts. It is the top category in podcasting. There's a reason all the CSI shows have been popular for decades. There is an appetite 
for this morbid curiosity yeah. and and fascination. Like, I don't go that... You want to talk about going deep, like, hey, I like Only Murders in the Building with Steve Martin and Martin Short. Like, that's as far as I go into that world. But there's a huge appetite so it would for be, that. It yeah. would be a murderer. <laughs> Way to sum it up, Patty. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, so you would be asking why and not how, correct? Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, not now. Yeah, just who you, Who would you? You know what I mean? Just sit down and just kind of dig and try to get what what. Martin what Short's a great guy. I mean, uh, Pat, Patty, who would you interview, and what would you ask if you could really talk to somebody? If I could, if I could really talk to someone that is alive right now, um, I would like to probably sit down with um, Tina Turner. Ooh, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. I first of all, I love Tina Turner. Um, she's been through a lot in her life, and um, I just, I just think she's an amazing woman. So that's who I would want to interview, Tina Turner. Okay. I, I know that's kind of out there or whatever, but uh, that's who I would interview right now. Not out there at all. We're music fans, and she's a woman of I depth. Love music, yeah. She's lived. She's yeah. been around for and sure. succeeded and come yeah. out. Yeah. Re- I mean, all through her journey on the other side. I like your answer way better, Patty. Thanks for calling. <laughs> <laughs> have a good new year ladies thank you, you too. too thanks Bye, for honey. listening okay patty that's yeah. a crack up i this is how sick uh, first of all i know we this is just oh bring uh, it on let your freak th- flag fly. this is this is how it is it's such a freak flag my mom was worried about me she thought i was going to be in a cult because i was so obsessed with stuff um my daughter for just this past christmas gave me uh killer cults a book and the book on Ed Kemper, who is a six ten, yeah. And one after one afternoon, that's the spirit of Christmas right there, Carol, know, doesn't it? <laughs> Holy mackerel! Um, one weekend, hmm. if you had looked at the history of what I watched on TV, you'd be it be appalling. I did. There's a red if, flag somewhere in some government agency following you. I did. <laughs> They're I, worried. Helter skelter. The Ted Bundy tapes, the John Wayne Gacy tapes, and the Jeffrey Dahmer tapes. Just I did you it all. saying that makes my scalp tingle. It makes my skin I crawl. I don't know what's wrong with me. I Do really you, don't. Can you walk around your house at night alone, like absolutely carefree? La, la, la. Oh, yeah. See, I get spooked so easily. I'm going to tell you how easily spooked I am. The Exorcist film, it was... Gosh, it was almost 20 years ago when some special edition came out and they had unseen footage of... Oh, of, sure. Oh, of sure, her sure. being possessed of the, of, yeah. what's her, not Linda Gray. No, no. She was in Dallas. <laughs> Linda Pearl? Linda Blair. Linda Blair. I'll get there. <laughs> uh, so she, but the silly thing was that it was her. Oh, she was a spider. Walking like down these yeah. stairs. Yeah. And this was on a small TV in the morning at my apartment in Chicago. And I got so spooked that I had, when I left the apartment, I ran down the hall. This is in the daylight. That's how much that disturbed me. So I am not a person who can get into the real nitty-gritty details of, of horrible well, crimes that people did to each other. I mean, but it is fascinating. There's an appetite for it because there are people who are really... There's a gal that I used to work with. Her name is Josie. Real sweetheart. And then I found out on Halloween weekend, she wanted to see some of the most grim and gruesome films as a you know date night. And I was like, I had no idea about this side of you. Oh, I. But you're so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's where she differs from me. I. You're I, not I, sweet. I, no. I. Um. 
I uh, I don't know. It's just a fascination that I have, and I I I mean. I watched the Jeffrey Dahmer thing. You don't be people don't be mad at me. I understand it was a, it's a tragic, tragic thing. But I think I have a different perspective because I covered the trial and I sat next to Lionel Dahmer every day. Oh my! I so, didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, I covered the trial, and one of my girlfriends from college was on Jerry Boyle's team, and so Judy and I would sit down and talk, and you know, it was just a very fascinating thing for me to sit through and horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible um, what he did. But, you know, it was part of our, unfortunately, it's part of our, our history. Right. We can't walk away from it. Well, and if we don't learn that history, we can't prevent it. So yeah. uh, I'm hoping maybe you get some insights. Uh, we have some uh, recommendations on the text line and uh, more conversation on News Radio 620 WTMJ. Oh, Charlie Snell, producer extraordinaire for Carol Kane and Sandy Max this afternoon. We're here till three on News Radio 620 WTMJ. Those were the sounds of the Beatles and Helter Skelter, <laughs> inspired by Carol Kane. Uh, I won't even say confessing, but sharing yeah. her sheer true interest in I, serial killers yeah. and, and the and, and the crimes. But now you were reporting yeah. the Jeffrey Dahmer yeah. trial. I never yeah. knew that about you. Yeah, yeah. I um it was you know what was very interesting about it is the fact that first of all, I was a natural to do it because of my fascination with this stuff and I remember driving down going to work when the story broke. Mm -hmm. And going to work and going this is going to be a hell of a day. It's going to be awful. And they wanted somebody to to talk about the humanity of it, you know, like bring, but what was funny was that somebody called me to interview me and said, well, what are you going to make fun of it? Because your FM radio, are you, is this a, a bit that you're going to, and I said, no, no, it's, it's for the news angle of it, trying to understand and wrap our heads around this state and the devastation is truly this, shocking news. Yes. In 1994, this was truly yeah. shocking. Or was it 91? Um, no, uh, I, it was 91. I think he, yeah. di he died in 94. That's where I'm getting back. Um, but this was truly shocking. I mean, it's just it's become part of the history of Milwaukee and Wisconsin. But just I, I think we've many people have forgotten just how appalling and, yeah. and shocking. Right. This and, was. Um, Annie Schwartz was there all the time, too. And Annie's a very, um, a very, very good friend of mine and she wrote the book about it author and so yeah she, monsters yeah and, and the updated version that she just came right. out with yeah right so um but it was something that i just i is weird i felt compelled to do to report know? sure yeah, yeah. like so I mean, what, I, I mean, what was what were some of the, some of the i mean because we just all the one hung thing, on and watched the daryl brooks right the you one, know in waukesha trial for what was that almost two weeks you know and and that's was anguishing and shocking as it was. And there were moments of that which sure. were surprising. I, and were there surprising moments being there in the courtroom like that? Well, the the one thing I was there when the sister, when they were giving their uh, familial, you know, they were able to oh, address him like at the statement? end. Yeah. Yeah, I was there when the sister ran at him. Um, that was kind of like jarring. Oh, um, she... she yeah. lost physical control and just just went, went for and him? The, and the deputies had to just jump on her and oh, I get her down that. um 
what was interesting for me, too, is sitting next to Lionel was his absolute complacency. Like, he showed no emotion. Sherry was there, too, Sherry um, Dahmer, and they sat together kind of in the back, where, and then I would just sneak around in the aisle area and sit next to them, always waiting for them to say something, and they never did. Never. Never. They just sat there and watched and heard what this what their son had done. What I um, say, what a strange position to be put in as a parent to truly yeah. test your unconditional love. Well, I mean, they they were there every yeah. day. The one thing that in the in the Dahmer thing that's on Netflix that they didn't do, which I was kind of disappointed in, was that the family members of the victims every day had like big pictures of their loved one who had been murdered. Mm. And I was like, you know, it's it just to make it feel this was a human being. You know what I mean? This was this was a human being that these terrible things yeah. were done to. Um, so I wish they hadn't done that. But I think one of the most shocking things, too, was he showed no emotion either. He just sat there. He was just like a, a doll. He just sat there. It was interesting. What a bizarre slice of history that you were yeah. able to truly yeah. be an eyewitness to. Yeah, yeah. More yeah. conversations with Carol Kane and Sandy Max, and we do have some suggestions, Carol, for your uh, particular taste in reading. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Along these lines Let's from the TMJ Talk and Text line, coming up next on TMJ. Carol Kane, Sandy Max, until three today. Noon till 3, tomorrow and Friday as we get closer to the New Year's Eve weekend as this holiday right. week, kind of right. quiet, kind of uh, fun to jumble up the, the schedule and fill in for Jeff Wagner. And we've been uh, talking about getting to know me and Carol a little better, so you're always welcome. Uh, we've got James on the south side. We'll uh, talk with him in just a moment. But Carol, as you were talking about your true crime passion, yeah. that's what I'll call it, even though it's a little sicker than that, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, two six two suggests uh, maybe researching Jack the Ripper. Oh, I, I that's check. There you go, Kat, check. Kathy and Glendale uh, agrees with you. A huge serial killer buff, Ed Kemper. Um, she says if you could have a favorite, uh, would be one of her faves because he was so creepily smart. Well, and you know the interesting thing with he was the interesting thing with Ed Kemper is he did have an extremely high IQ and he has almost single handedly. Um, help the FBI with their serial killer profilers. So there's some good in that. There, there's a silver lining, if I ever heard one. Uh, 414 <laughs> suggests, Carol, read The Michigan Murders. True story. So good. Okay. Not sure. So jot that one down. Um, and then... Uh, I am. I'm writing this down. Okay. And then go. 414 uh, suggests uh, that... Uh, there's not a suggestion, uh, but uh, says love and always uh, love and share your interest in the macabre, especially love horror movies that make me jump or peek through my hand and cover my eyes. So good to know that I'm normal. <laughs> so I, you, no. you have a kindred spirit. I do love horror movies, too. I love to be scared. And, and so I'm so different than you in that uh-uh. regard. I love to be scared. Mm. I think there's like the exhilaration of that I'm alive after it's done. I, I can understand that. And the adrenaline rush. And, and I watch... I watch movies that I know how they're going to end. I enjoy them. So it's like you could analyze that and go, why? You know how it's going to end. Like, yeah, but I just want to see. One more suggestion, and then we'll get to James uh, suggesting, 920 suggesting the podcast Morbid. 
Okay. And there you go. Uh, What's James on the South Side uh, got to share with us here on Welcome to 620 WTMJ? Hi, James. Yeah, um, uh, Carol, I enjoy uh, you with uh, Steve uh, uh, on Mondays and, you know, any other time that you've been on here. Uh, but, uh, did you ever think that uh, two radio, uh, two rock and roll heads, uh, music heads, uh, would end up on WTMJ uh, radio here like, like you are right now? And Sandy, listening to you right now, uh, in the last few minutes, you know, you talk about uh, the occult net. Did you, could you see yourself being up in a alien spaceship? Okay, you're, you're in, a, you're in a occult type of thing, stuff, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer and stuff like that. But could you see yourself being up in a spaceship and, uh, doing the Niagara, uh, some Niagara, some wacky type of, uh, news or some other type of thing from a, a spaceship, uh, alien spaceship, uh, doing the first type of thing like that for for radio or for- I think I think your question's for Carol James because she is she, she she's fitting the bill that you just described she's the one who's been talking about all this but considering your reporting status at uh, the Dahmer trial I think I think you're right there in the spaceship probably blow by blow yeah I probably would yeah why hopefully not hopefully the cult is not taking you up into it no, I don't want to heaven's gate it. No, no, not at but, all. But James, to your point, I I am thrilled at this evolution of my career. I will always be a music fan, um, and but I didn't I didn't see coming to TMJ as part of my future necessarily. But my dad was a newscaster on TV and radio early in his career, so it's neat to know that I have that in my DNA, and I can yeah. kind of share that legacy and fulfill. His, I think uh, his yeah. vision uh, in that way, and and really be able to connect even more with listeners by having deeper conversations than just a quick chat over a of a over a great song. Yeah, no, I I think that's part of it, James. Is that I didn't expect to to come to TMJ either, but I'm very grateful that I am, and I'm grateful to be working with Steve and Sandy and everybody here. But I think that what TMJ allows us to do is, like Sandy said, have these deeper conversations and really seriously connect with our listeners out there. And I think that most people... A lot of people like the politics and things like that. And, you know, that and we will always cover right. that and, and news for sure. That's, exactly. That's our main focus. But I think people like the human connection. They like to know that you're just like them. Well, it's I feel like think about your family and your friends. You talk about everything from, oh, my gosh, I'm mad about gas prices. Why in the world are they so high? For an example, or what is and isn't happening in politics or in your world. Sure. Of Turning the power down, you know, turning your thermostat down, or you have a friend who's traveling. You're, you talk about those things that are happening in your life, but you also talk about what TV show you're watching, or did you notice this, right, you know, right. or, or somebody that you met and heard an interesting story. Those can coexist. Right. You can be a person and have a laugh and have an opinion and share an experience and also be the person who says, hey, here's what you need to know. The freeway is shut down. Avoid that area. You know, right. you can be informational and also a person and entertaining and exactly and i think that's kind of the direction that wtmj is taking and i'm just grateful to be a part of it and have conversations so that's why we tell you about the tmj talk and text line we're not kidding when we say 855-616-1620 be a part of our conversation we don't know what your experience is unless you share it right thank you james i think he's gone all right but hopefully not in the spaceship <laughs>
<laughs> I did see that. You know what? That was another funny thing. I was hmm. leaving for work one day, and the Hale-Bopp Comet was going past. And then the Heaven's Gate people pulled what they pulled, and I was like, oh, my God. Why am I witnessing all this stuff? <laughs> That's funny. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So uh, now we know that Carol's an adrenaline junkie when she watches horror movies and has some catching up to do on some... Uh, True crime books to I'm read feel, I'm gifts feeling, from your daughter. I'm feeling kind of bad. I, and there Liz, shouldn't, you shouldn't be. You've just found some kindred spirits. Liz said to me when I unwrapped them, she goes, I'm really going to have to do some investigating for next Christmas because i got to figure out what you don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And another suggestion on the uh, WTMJ talk and text line from Brian Carroll, another uh, true crime podcast, uh, Sword and Scale. Okay, got it. There you go. Uh, We have more to share with you about ghost stories, sleeping arrangements, and a reason to drink a beer today. Plus, talking about your pets. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue, it's the Jeff Wagner Show. Now, filling in for Jeff Wagner, here are your hosts, Carol Kane and Sandy Max. Here till 3, having fun with you, taking... Your calls and texts on the WTMJ Talk and text line 855-616-1620. Just fun to hang out on a holiday weekend. It is kind of, or as we get towards the holiday weekend, but this is one of those weird weeks where there's either nobody in the office or you, even if you're working from home, you aren't getting that flood of emails. Right. So a little lighter. So we're definitely doing the news at the top of the hour, the bottom of the hour, keeping you updated on traffic for sure today, which is a big issue. Right, there is a big uh, issue. But in the meantime, yeah. yeah, talking about Milwaukee and Wisconsin things and uh, some of our uh, shared history and just fun storytelling. Sure. And, uh, answering some questions, if you didn't already know, uh, Carol Kane has been on the radio here since the 80s in Milwaukee. I've been on the air in Milwaukee off and on since the 90s, uh, so some fun shared experiences, um, and maybe you've seen me on Milwaukee PBS. I host a show called The Arts Page, which right. I'm very proud of. Just got into its 10th season. That's terrific. Yeah. I'm happy for you. A little bit of a sports background as well. I was one of the original Milwaukee Brewers in-game hosts, which mm-hmm. was the best summer job ever. Yeah. Got yeah. to call Bob Uecker a co-worker, technically. So. Uke, he's, um he's a great guy. Uke's, I mean, I... Uh, I had I was on his boat fishing. Get out! Yeah, now I, that's a I, bucket list. That's an invitation I, you can't get easily. No, well I, done. I uh, I had just had my son, and I was moving a little slow at the junction, if you will. And he was like, "What's wrong with you?" <laughs> Oh, they said, I just had a baby. Leave me alone. <laughs> and that's pretty much, that sounds like a euchre thing. Like, pick up the pace, rub some dirt yeah. on it, let's move. Yeah, There's so, the fisher biting. He, you don't get it between Bob Euchre and his fishing, I don't think. It was a fun afternoon. Definitely a fun afternoon. But we do have some things, questions and stuff on the text line, don't we? Oh, uh, yeah. Jeff in Fox Point uh, has a question for my heart. Uh, how many times have I seen... Duran Duran. I know you're a fan. I am a lifelong fan. I can report, Jeff. uh, We have some other music questions uh, for Carol as well. Um, I have lost count, but it's at least least 13 times. And I just saw them in Los Angeles in November get inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. Which was epic. I I really wanted to see that show. I had no idea you were such an uber fan of Duran Duran. yeah. Really, oh, I yeah. mean, I'm I sh- learning. I'm learning as we're going along. I should have married the drummer, Roger Taylor. He just didn't get the memo. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, and if you have a craving to see Duran Duran, they are on Dick Clark's Rock and Eve 
Oh, are they Isn't really? that wild? Yeah. Okay. They're one of the few names I recognize. Duran uh, Duran and New Edition are the throwback artists on uh, Dick Clark's Rockin' Eve. Uh, the rest of the names are... It just I, I, not not the musical expertise that I have. You want to know right. new edition? I'm I'm into new. I could do new edition. Some good sure. harmonies. Yeah. yeah, 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 great. So uh, Richard in Germantown on the WTMJ talk and text line. I had a two part question. Memorable best celebrity interview, Carol. Billy Joel. Memorable in a good way. Yes, because and and there's I, I mean. I, I talked about Dan Aykroyd, you know, being at the station and sitting there. That was a surreal experience. And Martin Short. And it's just like, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but Billy Joel was so affable. And we were only supposed to have him for a very short period of time. And we were laughing and having such a great time. And all of a sudden he goes, hey, he's yelling at somebody off you know, because they 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 One said of his what, keepers. What, they, what they do is they'll send a sound through uh, the the to your headphones that says, "Hey, wrap it up." So and you were you weren't in person, like no, you weren't hanging out we were, in a studio. No, no, no. We were on. Oh, I have another one. It for was a you, technological though. conversation. Then um, I do have another one for good, you about good. being on the site. Uh, so anyhow, they're sending the sound down through the headphones, and we're starting to wrap it up. And he's all of a sudden going, "Hey, I'm having fun." Do you guys, can you hang out for a little longer? And we're like, yeah. And uh, that's he went, flattering. He went like 20, 25 minutes. 20, 25 minutes. It was fantastic. He what, was really interesting. What are what do you remember from that conversation? Like, what was a point that he particularly brought up and wanted we to talk about? We were talking about anything in particular. Like baseball or, because he's a about, New York guy. We talked about everything from soup to nuts. We talked about his marriages. We talked about oh. his kids. We talked about... You know, we talked about everything. Sing us a song. He's it the was, piano man. He, he was, was the chatty Kathy that day. And uh, speaking of singing songs, we were in um, Covent Garden in, in Aww, the UK in doing the show. Mm-hmm. And um, Paul Rogers came a Bad up. company. Paul Rogers came yeah. up and he had his guitar with him. And I'm the only woman there in mm-hmm. the room where he came. And I was enamored with him. He was so handsome. You know, I was just like, oh, my God. He's got one of those signature voices. I he's, love that usually, voice. He's usually considered, like, the greatest rock and roll voice ever. I, I've seen him at the top of the list a lot. And I said to him, I love All Right Now. Is there any way that you would play just a couple bars? And behind him, I didn't realize, was his manager. And his manager's, like, doing the slash again. Don't the do it. Like, yeah, Don't. exactly. I, unbeknownst to me, the manager had said to the powers that be, he will not talk about free and all right now. Interesting, because that was his, those were his That's teenage right. years. That was his band before Bad Company. Yeah. So, <laughs> but much to his credit, he sat down across the table from me and saying, we, we were closer than you and I are right now. And he sang the entire song to me. And I said to him, I go, oh, my gosh, I'm I'm beyond thrilled. Thank you so much for doing that. And he looked at me and he goes, must be the eyes, darling. Oh, my goodness. And I'm like, OK, I have to have be alone. Your knees are weak. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. More rock and roll stories yeah. with Carol Kane and me. Sandy Max coming up on News Radio 620 WTMJ. <laughs> producer Charlie Snell. Oh, my God. Award winning producer. 
Charlie Snell on News Radio 620 WTMJ. Um, Carol and I are charmed that uh, he was obviously listening to the last conversation. Paul Rogers serenading yeah. Carol Kane with well, that song, Free, which when we get the opportunities to talk to musicians or celebrities, they're usually at a on a press junket, they're promoting their next film, their next album, and it's usually pretty strict. Like, here's what you're going to talk about. You get right. five minutes to talk with them. It can be fun if you charm the celebrity like like you did with Billy Joel and get to talk with him for 25 minutes. But for the most part, it is, quote, business. Like, they they have a message to get across. Unless you, The thing is, is that, yes, they do. So for Paul Rogers but, to play an entire song when his manager was like, nope, don't do it. Yeah, he never does this. So I That's think, special. I yeah, I think some of the strictness comes from the managers and things like that, just because of the fact that they want them to pre- be promoting. But these guys are just normal for the most part. They just have oh, really. Yeah, <laughs> they no, they just want to have fun and also good moods and bad moods. Because yes. uh, we started answering this question from the WTMJ talk and text line eight five five six one six one six twenty. Richard in Germantown asked memorable best celebrity interviews. So Carol. Billy Joel, Paul Rogers from yeah. Bad Company and Free checked your list. Yeah. How uh, about you? Alice Cooper. Oh, I he's got, a charmer. Oh, I got the thrill of talking with him twice yeah, last year. Nice. He had a new album coming out, and uh, then he was touring and coming through Milwaukee. And my dad grew up in Detroit, so I was like, okay, I can at least bond on Detroit. But when you realize how many things Alice Cooper has been in, from movies, whether mm-hmm. it's Wayne's World, graphic novels, golf, restaurants. Yes, he is just such an interesting, diverse person. And he's been a wonderful humanitarian starting youth organizations. Like he's just this really amazing artist who puts on the black eyeliner and has so much fun as the original shock rocker on stage with a huge Frankenstein on stilts puppet Uh, and, and a guillotine but is a really interesting, nice, down-to-earth person. Yeah. Also loves classic cars because he grew up in Detroit. So the chance to speak with him was great. And I joked with him when in one of my conversations with him that we should have an Alice Cooper Day since he's been such an ambassador for Milwaukee with his Milwaukee mm-hmm. in Wayne's World. And a radio listener said, hey, I think that I think you're right. We should do it. And I was able to get through some teamwork Mayor Barrett to c- proclaim, oh wow, October first, twenty twenty one, nice was officially Alice Cooper Day in Milwaukee, cool. and it was the same day he performed at the BMO Harris Pavilion, and it was a thrill. I got to be part of the proclamation presentation crew. Oh, look at you and give it to Alice Cooper, mm-hmm. who what do you get? The guy who has everything. He was truly kind, charmed, chatty, mm-hmm. and when he left to go perform on stage in full makeup. And the rest of us went to go sit in our seats to see the show. He handed that proclamation to his manager and he said, hold on to that. That's going on the wall. Oh, nice. So I was like, oh, this isn't just, you know, like, oh, it really meant something yeah, to yeah. him to to have that fun proclamation. And it was fun for me to, you know, search on the Internet and see that Alice Cooper Day in Milwaukee made it in the music press. Like NME is a famous British music magazine. And it was reported there. I was like, hey. Good for us. Milwaukee's on the worldwide map. There you go. So, yes, but Alice Cooper, I I can't say enough about. Really, really cool cat. And then the other side of the coin, uh, Richard in Germantown wants to know the memorable worst celebrity interview. Oh. So when somebody spring to mind for you? I, and the reason that it's the worst is going to be self-explanatory for you because you've never heard of him. His career went nowhere. (laughs) 
um, there was a comedian by the name of Tree, T-R-E-E. That's who it was. And he was <laughs> His per- name is funny. That's Tree I, the comedian. Tree. And he, he was performing here in Milwaukee. It was at the Comedy Cafe before oh, the Comedy Cafe. Oh, my. And as a comedian, <laughs> we want you to do a little bit of your, you know, be funny. And he was. Yeah, getting, I hate to say it, but yeah, like shake your money. Like, yeah, you, you need to make us laugh. You need to give us a reason to come pay money and sit. Exactly. Hang out with and you on a Thursday. He made night. the proclamation before he sat down, I'm not doing any of my bit. And I said, well, then what the hell are you doing here? We got to get, we're trying to pack the house. And he st- got real, you know what? Defensive? And or he, you- he just, yes. Oh. No. Oh, yes. the worst when, yeah, no one answers no. the question. It's like, uh, okay, you know what? Why, just go. You clearly don't want to be here. Just go. So that would be mine. Tree. Tree. Yeah. See, you, have you I ever... want to look him up now. Yeah. I, 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 that is that is comedy in itself. Yeah. Yeah. How about wow. you? I would say the worst interview was along those lines. And I say this because people have good days and bad days. Uh, do you remember the band Counting Crows? Oh, of course. Well, I got to talk to the lead singer. Oh, Adam. And I can't remember Adam's last name for some reason. It just flew out of my head. Um, he had just broken up with Courtney Cox on the day that I get to call him and oh. have this interview with him on the radio. Luckily, it was recorded. He was in no mood Okay, to right. talk about, I'm excited to come to Milwaukee to perform at Summerfest or whatever. Like, Don't answer the phone. He, it was like they should have canceled this. I mean, he was mumbling. <laughs> he was and I and I'm a pretty easygoing person. I want I want you to sound good. I'm not going to make you look bad. I'm not going right. to ask hard hitting questions. Right. No. And I'm just like, hey, have you been to Milwaukee? Like, I'm looking for a story. I'm looking for a way to connect with you because you're talking to somebody you've never met before. Right. Right. So like, hey, how's it going? Glad to have you on the radio. We love this song and that song. And are you looking forward to coming to Milwaukee? Yeah, I guess so. It's like, oh no. Oh. So yeah, Adam left me hanging high. And this was one of those interviews that I had told all the radio listeners. I'm excited. Going to hear from Adam from Counting Crows this afternoon, and I had to put something together. It was like, oh God, that's yeah. It was uh, yeah, but at least I'm glad that the worst experiences haven't been mean, disrespectful. I mean, you remember the Taylor Swift lawsuit where she was groped at a photo, you know, session. You know, like there, it's been. Heck, I've met Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley, and they were fun and respectful. Like some of the most. reputation of womanizing and disrespectful they're yeah. big characters but they were respectful and right and right fun that they were they uh, and to tell you the truth uh, gene simmons is, um yeah i think one of my other ones too that was terrible was um believe it or not we talked to joey buttafuoco oh Remember? my he was the one that we're bringing out his, all the 90s names his his girlfriend at the time shot his wife mm. And we got him. Would you be the, interested in that in the true crime no, sense of things? Well, what I did, <laughs> because I'm Carol, what I did was I said to him, I go, so how does it feel to be an awful two time and philanderer? You know, I, I, it just went for it. And he goes, it sounds to me like you have some issues with me, Carol. I said, really? You think? Your girlfriend, Amy Fisher, just shot your wife. Oh. And that then was the, that did was the, the conversation interview. go on. Oh, did he hang up? No, he stuck around. Hey, he's a tough guy. <laughs> I, I, I kind of respect that, too. Uh, another uh, call, uh, TMJ, talk and text line, 855-616-1620 from the 920. Carol, did you ever get to meet any of the acts at the Harley-Davidson 100th 
anniversary because you got to kind of co-host um, that, and that yeah, was we did. We Dan Aykroyd was there. Dan Aykroyd was there. Uh, Kid Rock, uh, Tim, Tim McGraw, McGraw, and Elton John. Oh yeah. So let me. I, I'll, I'll just tell you because Elton John was a late entry. He was supposed to not be there. They had somebody else, but somebody canceled on him. And I got to be honest with you because I, we were up on this huge riser in front of the big screens yeah. and there were thousands oh. of people surrounding and we, we, the we camp- went all the way back because i've been right. to the new orleans jazz, jazz and heritage festival and people will camp out and put their blankets down and i was all bold and i told my boyfriend I'm like we're just gonna work our way down right oh no no it, it was a tight crowd and then also motorcycle enthusiasts from right. around the world they well, got their vests and it would tell you where they yeah. were from and not people you want to go oh, excuse me yeah, yeah, pardon no, me you've been camping no. out here all day i just want to get down close and see if it really no. is the doobie brothers which it was part we, of them too so we did have the doobie brothers Ooh. on the on the stage with us we so, so I you did met be, them i met the doobie brothers but one of the cameramen came um up and he said um i just found out who the main act is and i go yeah, he goes. It's Elton John. I said, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> oh, and and so did half the crowd. Yeah. Anyhow, so. so did half the crowd. Super duper Alice Cooper music. As Carol Kane, Sandy Max fill in for Jeff Wagner today on News Radio 620 WTMJ. We promised you ghost stories, and we're interested in yours. But first, uh, Carol has given out the phone number to someone. (laughs) I know. A very surprised guest, a very lovely, lovely man. I've known him for a long time, and I reached out to him today because I saw this story on TMZ, and it's so quintessential, Kato Kalen. So, Kato Kalen, thank you so much for calling us here at WTMJ. Everybody loves Carol. Everybody loves Carol. (laughs) You're so darling. Now, what the heck is this? It says Cato Kalen felonious fruit caper. What did you do? Let, let me explain something to everybody. First of all, <clears throat> have you seen the price of oranges lately? <laughs> no. I mean, Carol, I got to shop at Half Foods. I can't afford Whole Foods. But seriously. I know. This was all about oranges. And, and you, you. I know. I know what you're thinking. Oranges. Uh, I thought it was a grapefruit tree. Anyway, I stay away from anything OJ. You know that. So, oh, how I, did I not I see that away. coming? I, I didn't. Away. I know. I didn't so, see it either. I didn't see it either. Um, so the story is this: and uh, there's a gentleman. I was walking in the street, and uh, in the story, they don't say that he's at, he's telling me I can get oranges from him because I'm a Jew. I juice. He says, "Don't take the front. Go to the back tree. They're they're more ripe." So, and then I, I don't know if it's a ring camera or whatever. So he's not on camera. We're talking. And, uh, and so my wife is Chinese and she only eats mandarin oranges. I'm kidding. So it was this. So I took the oranges. I didn't have a bag and it was really that simple. It was just someone being very neighborly. And, uh, and then the story became a TMZ story. So it was just sort of a crack up. And, uh, I, I quite, so many people actually have called. And um, I do a podcast called One Degree of Scandalous, and I said, I'm going to just do my show Friday, and this will be my own scandal on One Degree of Scandalous on YouTube. I, so it, they weren't mad, right? They were... No. Was, okay. Yeah. No, no, no mad at all. I think if you read the story, they're, they're like not mad. He's just, uh, believe it or not, it, I, there's different types of oranges and all that. And it's the front tree were not ripe oranges, and they're called blood oranges, of all things, where the oranges become red. And he said, don't take those. Take the other oranges in the back tree. There's, there's many people. We have a great fruit tree where I live. 
and uh, I was uh, walking in the neighborhood. So um, I'm friends mostly with everybody in the neighborhood, and uh, I guess he, I, he just said, go ahead and take them. And I could only carry so many, and I was dropping them because I didn't have a bag in that. And, uh, and then we just <laughs> walked, my wife and I walked home with oranges, well, and I juiced them because, you know, I've been juicing my entire life. Oh I my goodness! Oh, God, here we go. No, see now, as most no, no, no. I oh no, you took that one now. I know. <laughs> now, what, most what kind of show is this? A uh, most most women with their husbands would be like, put stop that. Was she kind exactly. of like telling you to knock it off? One one hundred percent. She goes, "What are you doing?" I go, "No, we said it's okay. No, don't, don't. No, this is bad." I go, "No, no, no, honey. I when I juice the oranges, you know that you're going to love it, and you know." I, I live on uh, uh, juicing all my foods, oh, so uh, it was it was a great thing. I'm going to go back there later today and just say, "Hey, did you do that story?" Now I'm going to take all your oranges, pal. <laughs> all that juicing, very California for such a Wisconsin guy, Cato. And I think that even though you're in California, you can't get the Wisconsin out of you. Uh, you know, the uh, UW Badgers are playing hockey tonight at Pfizer Forum, oh. which is a really big deal. But you're doing oh, no. something with hockey now. Uh, yeah, I am actually, and it's uh, uh, it, March 4th. It's our next one. It's the first one we're doing in America for everybody. It's called Ice Wars. Uh, my friend played in the NHL. His name's Charlie Nama. He created this, and we've been friends for over 20 years. And he said, listen, let's get this thing going. It's going to be hockey fights on ice, MMA style, with hockey players that have grudges. Um, and uh, we've sold out the first two at the River Creek Casino. That was in um, Edmonton, Alberta. And now America got it. Uh, Barstool Sports, if you know who they are, they're gigantic. Uh, Pat McAfee saw it, and he's the gentleman that does every Tuesday with Aaron Rodgers. He does his show. He's had, these, these people have like 11 million or more followers. They fell in love with it. It's the real deal. We had 14 fights. It's a round robin. And one person becomes king of the rink. Oh. And now the publicity that we're getting, um, we're going to do the next one in Wyoming. Uh, Wyoming is uh, picked because they were the ones that really, really wanted it. And then we'll go on to Philadelphia. So we're trying to do six a year, and we're on our third one. First one in America will be March 4th. And it's so exciting. I'm one of the announcers on it, uh, along with Chris Therrien. Chris played for the Philadelphia Flyers for 15 years. He's the voice of the Flyers. And Phil Gubiono, who is the voice of the DB Trashers, if anybody watched Netflix, there was a show called Untold Crimes and Penalties, um, and A.J. Galante in that story is the president of our league. Uh, it, it's just amazing how it's just kind of a snowball, and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and uh, I'm fortunate to be on that. Well, as much and, as... Uh, like I said, March 4th. It, it's, just, it's been a great year in 2023. It's going to be, uh, I think, even in bigger with all the stuff that's going on. Well, that's exciting. We'll stay in touch with you because, you know, nothing gets a hockey fan fired up. As much as we love oh. the gameplay, then a fight on the ice. Oh God, yeah. Oh, my. Oh, I, my. You know what? There's no puck. It's just fighting, and it's, it's you know, and it's very hard to skate and fight. That's why people are loving it. It's a sport in itself uh, to be able to fight and skate. So it's it's gone crazy. And I just shot a pilot, Carol. You're gonna and I, I I'm sorry. I'm new to the show. I don't know your partner's name. I'm Sandy. Sandy Max. Sandy, and of course I should know that. So we have, a, I just shot a really interesting TV pilot. We shot three episodes, and it's called John Gray's Team Court. And I'm the host of that. Also, John Gray, if you know who he is, he's the uh, uh, a pastor. He had the, uh, the Obamas and uh, the Oprah. And he is the judge of the show. We just shot three, and I think it's going to be uh, picked up. Okay. And, um, 
I'm the court reporter. Team oh, that's awesome. So much. I love Milwaukee. I know. I know you do. And we love you. And we lo- I love your family. And please say hello to every. Please say hello to They're your listening. lovely wife. You say hello. And- They're listening right now. Sarge is on. They're all listening. I said I'm calling Carol. Okay. <laughs> and Sandy. Okay. Thanks for checking in. Kato Thanks, Kalen, Kato. Live. Good luck with your ghost stories. It's too scary for me. I'm going to bring you some oranges. <laughs> okay. All right, honey. Thank you for calling in. I, I appreciate it. Bye, everybody. Bye. You heard him. Bye, bye. Ghost stories coming up next on News Radio 620 WTMJ. <laughs> News Radio 620 WTMJ 146. Carol Kane and Sandy Max filling in for the Jeff Wagner show today until 3 o'clock. And uh, we promised ghost stories. Yes. Yes. And there are ghost stories. I, we want to know yours. Well, I totally... Uh, do you... First, the biggest question, and the question for the TMJ Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620, just simple. Do you believe in ghosts? Yes. Yes, I do. And I do. In a... Since my dad passed away, uh-huh. I think there are undeniable signs. Okay. As in? Uh one time I was in the house completely by myself. My boyfriend was out on a business trip and I'm not the kind of person who wakes up in the middle of the night, but all of the lights, every single light you could find in the kitchen was on. I would not have done that okay. if I got up to have a glass of water. You know, that it was just like, there's no other explanation. I didn't go to bed with all of the lights on. Okay. And so and it was kind of like, oh, okay. I That's got to be Dado. Trying to be light and bright in my life. Yeah. Okay. Well... Um, I, I'm going to go with it. I am. I'm going to go with it because I think if it's something that you wouldn't have normally done, then how does it happen? Yeah. Like there's no really simple explanation. It wasn't a circuit breaker. Right. So, right. and I also think sometimes if it comforts you, then exactly be comforted no, by, I, by that scientifically probably explainable presence. But I don't think that one was, um, it's what's no. you, you believe in ghosts. Why? Because I, t- <laughs> Once again, people are going to think I'm crazy, but what my when my husband and I got married, we had a little house at 45th and Green Tree. It's just south of Good Hope Road, mm-hmm. and Liz was a baby, and um, we had we. We, I would get up very early to go to work, right? That's just what I was doing. And every day for a while, the door from the house into the connected garage would be open. And, of course, me being me, I'm blaming Lou. I'm like, Lou. Oh, sure. Yeah. I've told you a hundred times. Would you latch, the door. Make sure you latch the door. <laughs> I guess yeah. at the time we had cats. And I said, the cats are going to get out in the garage. And then I'm going to run one of them oh. over as I'm pulling out of the driveway. So can you please? And it happened consistently. Because that's one of those things with couples. It's like, I'm, there is, there's a reason I'm asking you to do this. I don't enjoy just asking you to do this. Right, right. <laughs> so, uh, so that happened. And then one night I had a dream that my father passed away. And I woke up with a start, and at the end of my... I know people are going to think I'm really loony boons. Oh, be, just be honest, share. At the, at the end of the bed was a man standing with his... Like, his legs were kind of separated a little bit. He had his arms behind his back. Yeah. And then he had, um, like, a prominent nose, male pattern baldness, big... So you like really big, saw this... Big ears. This wasn't a fuzzy... No, and I shook my head... And I said, you know, I'm like, oh, come on. This is, I thought I was like in the middle of a dream or something. And 
I shook my head and I opened my eyes again and he was still standing there and he was shaking his head no. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I just kind of was like, take. I took that as comfort as like, no, your dream was not correct. Okay. And so I, I kind of like laid back down and, and I was able to go back to sleep. Well, then a couple weeks later, there was we had block parties all the time. We had these great neighbors and we had these block parties. Now, what I didn't realize was the house was built by a senior and a junior sold it to us. You know, it was Martin Sr. and Martin Jr. sold it to us. Yeah. And um, I was telling my neighbors about this story and they were like, well, can you describe him? And I said, yes. So I did what I just described to you. And they said, well, that sounds like the senior. And I said, really? And they go, yeah, that's almost him to a T. And he uh, committed suicide in oh. the garage. And I went, pardon me? And yeah, so it was. And then what I did was I went into the house. Yeah. And I said, I don't know who you are. This is the speculation is who, who you are. But I so was just you walking know, around the house, like speaking into talking, the was, air. Talking, okay. Yeah. Talking to the air. And I said, I want you to know we will take care of this house. Um, we're a young family and we are planning on having another baby at some point in time. And I, I just want you to know this house will be safe. Never happened again. Wow. So in theory that your concept is settle the soul. Just, so it, it, it's fine. You know, you we never were, saw him again. No, no. Uh-uh. Wow. Because nobody in, had lived in that house other than family. So, yeah. you know, here we were strangers coming into this house. I know it sounds completely not correct and not plausible but i i'm swearing to you a hand on my heart it happened that's a lot with the father building the house and then the family staying in the house after such a a shattering event yeah interesting uh from the nine no from the 734 on the wtmj talk and text line oh thanks for the long distance listen yeah here's a ghost story uh the writes i purchased a 100 year old home in michigan was having the electrical updated during the process while the electrician was wiring the panel in the basement his helper was pulling wire to an outlet in the kitchen near the sunroom but it stopped resting his hands for a few seconds because that's precarious the electrician angrily yells up from the basement stop pulling the wire the helper shouts back down i am not pulling the wire and a little girl's voice was then heard coming from the sunroom next to the kitchen I'm not pulling the wire. Oh, you're kidding. Wow. Both electricians searched the house. There was no kid found, and there was snow that had fallen around the house. There were no footprints except for the electrician and the apprentice. Okay. 734 says that's... uh, Well, I mean, the stories truly are legendary when it comes to even the Fister. You know, and the major league baseball players that will not stay there because they they hear they hear people walking down the hall, mm-hmm. they see apparitions, knocking um, on doors. I yeah, that is. I mean, as a Brewers fan, I think that's hilarious. Yeah, but yeah. There are true visiting baseball clubs who absolutely will not stay there. Right. It's right. a fun strategy, though. Right. Keep them awake and keep them off their game when they come right, to right. American Family oh, Field. Dang, I got to go to Milwaukee and they're probably <laughs> going to put us up with that Fister. Um, but I get, I was watching something on, and the Fister did make it on this Travel Channel thing that I watched right around Halloween. The Fister, they did highlight the Fister and they had showed some creepy apparition. You know, they had CG it and it's walking down the hallway. And But the, the most haunted place 
There's a couple of them in the nation, and one is the Crescent Hotel in Arkansas, and the other is the Winchester Mansion that was built by the Winchester, the heir to the Winchester fortune. Where is that? Um, that's California, I'm okay. pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. And then the one that made me, I, I kind of laughed about it. It was about, the, it's called the Clown Motel. The Clown, as in, oh, that's, that yeah. wouldn't be disturbing. Ghosts but, and clowns. <laughs> Well, the story goes, um, and my son, I had to send it to my son, and he says, well, that sounds completely horrible. I can't wait to not stay there. And it's, uh, it's the motel is a complete clown motif, but there's a, a graveyard next to it. And the tale is, is that one of the clowns who's buried there comes in every now and then and stands at the foot of, like, people's beds. In clown costume? Oh, yeah, full, full clown mm-hmm. costume. So, but my yeah, my son is just like that's he, like a gift to give somebody that you don't like. Hey, right. I've gotten you a stay at the yeah. Clown Motel. <laughs> yeah, he's I, Alex was, has uh, once oh. upon once upon a time he came downstairs. He was like eleven years old. This is how f- deep his clown hatred goes. <laughs> he's he came downstairs and he said, "Mom, I have three goals." And I said, "Okay, hit me with them." And I'm cooking dinner. I got the time. And he's like, "One, I want to have a good job." I said, "Great." Two. I want to have, we have uh, Deanna on the phone too. One, I want to have a good job. Two, I want to um, have a nice house. Mm-hmm. And three, I want to kick a clown in the. Oh my! Australia, if you will. Hashtag uh, goals. <laughs> I said, <laughs> I'm good on the first two, but let's go back and revisit number three. Why do you think he felt that way? He just doesn't like clowns. Oh my goodness. Anyhow, we have Deanna. Oh, we've got T- Deanna and Tammy. Um, Deanna, what's your ghost story? Did we lose her? Okay. We've got two people that have ghost stories, and hopefully we'll be able to bring them on. I think I like the idea of ghosts. I don't like the idea of meeting them. Okay. Do we have Tammy? We'll bring Tammy on. Tammy. Hi. Hi, Hi Tammy. Hi. Hi. We, we we went to the Winchester Museum in, in San Jose, California, and after, especially if you've seen the movie. And no. what the creepy part was is, Standing in the bedroom, knowing that her baby had died in that house, her oh. husband, and the weird, the weird room where the door literally opens, and if you stepped out, you'd fall down and you die because there's no okay. balcony or anything. But the color scheme is is bizarre. What's what are it's the colors? Bizarre, but it's just a, they were like yellows, reds, oranges. And the, everything you he, you read and hear about the 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 house, how it's set up and leveled, is is truly bizarre. Well, it sounds like you made some it's, memories yeah. with that visit. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting because <laughs> I've never heard of anybody that visited that. Thank you so much for that call, Tammy. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thank you. And we've got another call. We will get to more ghost stories. Yeah, let's go to after the news. After the, we're going to do. Yeah, let's do break yeah. and then go to news and then we'll do more ghost stories. Keep you informed because uh, traffic is still an issue. You've got it on News Radio six twenty WTMJ. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue, it's the Jeff Wagner Show. Now filling in for Jeff Wagner, here are your hosts, Carol Kane and Sandy Max. Gosh, that's fun to hear. <laughs> the tropical music? 
N- or no, just our names. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is. It's fun. Yeah, we're having some fun this afternoon with you. You can join us on the WTMJ Talk and Text Line. Do you believe in ghosts? Yes or no? 855-616-1620. A couple of callers uh, are going to chime in here. Yep. We have Sherry from Milwaukee. Hi, Sherry. You have apparently a few ghost stories? Oh, yes, I do. Okay. So you do believe and in ghosts? All occurs in... Oh, definitely, because I've seen them. Well, tell us. So... <laughs> okay, so this all... The majority of them occur at the place I used to work, so I don't want to give the name of the company... But I was a third shift worker um, in a nursing home. And there was a uh, Valentine's Day party. And so this is like happening between 1 and 2 in the morning. And they have the uh, area all decorated and there's balloons. Well, this balloon comes out of the dining room on its own. And I'm standing over. I'm going to do something that taps me on the shoulder and then leaves that and then goes over behind some chairs and then decides it's going to go away from there and it's going to go into the smaller dining room. And then I said, well, you can't be there because my partner was going to do some paperwork there. And so it decided to go into another area and sit there for the rest of the night. So it couldn't have been another so it couldn't have been a wind so current. You it, were convinced by that path that it no, was. It was inside. It's inside a building, and the place um, that I used to work. It used to be an orphanage in the 1800s, and it um, burnt down. So okay. the residents of the orphanage are still hanging around. My goodness, that's a huh. lot of history in that building. Okay, so you have so, an, you have another yes. one. You have another one. Um, same place. I saw a lady come out of one wall and walk through another one. Okay, well, that'll... Um, oh! And then there's a same place, uh, walk, uh, walker, one of those exercise bands that's doing the, you know, moving around on its own. And then there's same place, uh, people would always say, can you stop the music? And there's like, well, there's nobody in there except myself and somebody else and here it's like um like i said it was an orphanage so here's the little kids that are singing and they're telling them you know can you get these kids out of the room or can you tell them to stop singing i i gotta be i gotta be honest i gotta be honest with you sherry after a couple of those when i saw when i see the woman walking through the wall i'm looking for um other Uh gainful employment yeah that that, that's that's the one (laughs) for me that the woman walking through the wall you had us there sherry oh gosh okay Okay. well thanks for sharing thanks sherry okay we've got you're welcome i've got a few more (laughs) okay (laughs) all right have a good day you too thank you bye-bye john from burlington is now on john you've got a story for us uh, yeah, well, uh, a number of years ago, my wife and myself were heading out to a naval reunion in Providence, Rhode Island, and we stopped over in Fall River, Massachusetts, and went to the Lizzie Borden house. And oh. uh, went inside there, and they had they had tours inside there, and they you know they had the dummies of the axe murders and things there sitting on couches and beds and stuff. But we were in the one room, and there there was these uh, things they called desks death braids they took them from something to remember their family member on this wall no no mirrors no no glass no nothing and i says i you know she explained that we don't know if it's from the family or not but they have it in there but 
my wife took a picture with my phone and alongside of me on the phone, there was, there was, it wasn't a flash figure. There was something standing next to me, full length next to me. I got a picture of it on my cell phone yet. And she, nobody seen anything, but it was on the phone. And it, it, it were areas in that house that were cold and it was just not because we were either in the basement, you'd walk through areas and it was cold. So it, it was a creepy place. If you ever get out the fall river, it's, it's worth a trip to the thing because I, I they, there had to be something there, something wrong there. So anyway, Oh, John, what a legendary uh, horror yeah, story. That's, though. A, that's a great wow. story, John. And you've just given me my new vacation destination. Thank you. I think I think you'd like it, Carol. <laughs> Bye-bye. Okay. I have I'm gonna read a text real quick and then we've got Jane that's calling uh and gonna be with us. Do we We'll come back. Yeah, read your text and then we'll come back to Jane in just a moment. Okay. See, this is what's so sad about being the age that I am. Hmm. Depending on what I'm trying to read, I have to do a different strength oh, of glasses. The switcheroo. There you go. There we go. Uh this is from Leanne and Racine. Hi there, ladies. My daughter in law's uh, daughter's in-laws live in Texas. They were on their way up a set of cathedral stairs to attend mass. They saw a man from town sitting on the stairs. After a normal greeting, he asked, will you pray for me? They agreed, of course, and urged him to come inside for the service. He said that he'd already been inside, but the priest had told him that he didn't belong there and needed to move along. Puzzled, they said goodbye and went into the church for the service. On the program, they saw that the man that they had just seen had had his funeral coming up. Spooky. Spooky. Uh, well, but again, clear, see, I know. See, this kind of stuff gives me goosebumps. It's, it's the supernatural. We'll yeah. have a ghost story from Jane next on News Radio 620 WTMJ. News Radio 620 WTMJ, Carol Kane and Sandy Max filling in for the Jeff Wagner Show today and sharing your ghost stories. Yep, we do. Turns out uh, several people believe in ghosts and have reasons why. I know. The phone lines are (laughs) blowing up. This is great. We have Scott from Fort Atkinson. Hi, Scott. Tell us your story. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Uh, We moved into our house about 15 years ago. And uh, shortly after we lived here, I uh, saw an aberration walking through our laundry room. I was like, oh, that was kind of weird. Not sure what I saw. And next night, same thing. This uh, Indian lady keeps walking through our laundry room about once, twice a week. And then about three weeks later, I had four colonial men standing in my sun porch. That one scared me a little. I didn't understand it. They looked at me, and then they just all disappeared. Wow. Okay. I mean, appendix is that we live near an Indian burial ground. Uh, and so I, my boys, were, my, my sons were playing downstairs. Yeah. And it actually, something took and moved a two foot by two foot speaker, slid it across our coffee table and knocked it on the floor while they were down there. I'll be darned. Okay, uh, well, Scott, thank you so much yeah, for telling that us. I, supernatural t- for sure. I worked in Fort Atkinson for a number of years, so I know exactly where he is. I know exactly what he's talking about. Now, let's go to Bob. Bob in Milwaukee. Bob, how you doing? I'm doing great. Hey, guys, it's been so much fun listening to you today. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks, Bob. What's your ghost story? Are you a believer? Uh, yeah, um, I uh, bought a house with my family probably about 20 years ago, 
And uh, the woman had died in her bed, in the, the main bedroom, the master bedroom, if you will. And probably about two months after we moved in, um, I was sleeping on the couch and everyone had gone to bed. And I was, I kind of woke up and I, and I saw her walking down the hallway to the bedroom. And it was like, I, I couldn't believe what was going on. I got up and I walked down there. Obviously, she was gone and my wife was sleeping. Well, the next morning, I'm getting dressed, sitting on the edge of the bed. My wife is out in the kitchen serving breakfast to the kids. And I'm looking at out of the corner of my eye. And this woman walked past me and went into the master bath. And it was like I started talking to my wife. I thought it was her. And she all of a sudden walks down the hallway and she peeps in and looks at me and said, who are you talking to? And I said, you didn't walk into the bathroom? Like, no. It's like, okay. okay. Uh, Full on vision. Never I never saw her again, but it was, it was definitely the woman that uh, had that. Uh, died there. For sure. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Well, Bob, thanks so much. for. Uh, I love that story. It's an awesome story. Let's go to Doug in Milwaukee. Hi, Doug. I love the dead. I saw my father. Oh. I knew my father passed away. I was by a friend's house playing football with her kids with a Nerf football. And I, I'm like, go deep. And I spun around and I went to throw the ball. And as I was spinning, I swear to God, I saw my father standing in the corner and it was like so real. And when I was done throwing a football immediately, I said, I got to use your phone. I think something's wrong with my dad. What? And I told her, I swear I saw my dad standing in the corner and she laughed. She thought I was joking. And I called my mom and I said, can I talk to dad? Mom, I had this weird vision that I just saw dad standing in the corner. Can I just talk to him? And she said, what? I want to talk to dad. I just saw dad. Please, can I just talk to dad? And she said, you didn't get my message. They just took dad out of the house a half hour ago. Dad passed away. Oh. And it was bizarre. And I swear I saw him. And, you know, after when I was at his funeral, I was really depressed about him being gone. And then I kept thinking, that was him, dog. He came to see me. I don't see them because I don't get along with my mother. That was him. You know what? I I was just taken back. I totally and absolutely believe that. I think they come to give you comfort. Doug, thank you so much for that story. Um, I vivid. Yeah, you really feel it. I because I had I had like dreams of my dad after he passed. And I think it's just like, hey, uh, hey, kiddo, everything's all right. Um, Jim from Appleton. Jim, you have a story. Hello, ladies. Well, I don't know if it was a ghost or an angel. But I was moving north of Minneapolis, and I got on 694 with a U-Haul truck. And as I went up the ramp on the highway, I felt a little jerk in the steering wheel, but I didn't think much of it. And when I got up on the highway, this blue car came alongside of me in the left lane and kept pointing at my front wheel, pointing, pointing, like, pull over, pull over. So I did. I pulled over, and he pulled in front of me. He said, your front wheel, it's it's slanted. It looks like it's going to fall off. And I said, oh, my God, thank you. And I got back in the truck. I'm going to drive it just down uh, about 10 feet to another ramp. The wheel fell off. And I looked, no blue car anywhere in sight, nothing. No blue car, nobody. The wheel fell off. If he hadn't stopped me, 
that wheel could have came off and flipped on the highway and I could have killed myself and everybody else. Yeah. Wow. Oh, God. Okay, Jim, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, thank you very much. Ghost or Gangel? We don't know. Yep. It could be either well, one. I, and I don't think they're mutually exclusive. No, exactly. When I was talking about my dad turning yeah. on lights in the kitchen. I agree with you. We have one more phone call, and then I'm going to read a text, then we got to get to news at the bottom of the hour. We have Sharon from Fond du Lac. Sharon. Hi. Hi. Um, I believe I believe it was an angel. Um, my mom was in hospice, and she was passing away. And I went outside and opened the back of my vehicle and just sat out there by myself. It was midnight. And my brother had passed away a few years before that. And I had asked him, I said, boy, I wish you were here. I really could use you right now. It was a quiet night. Dark stars were out. And the biggest tree I have ever seen in my life crashed and fell across the street. Dead silent. No wind. No nothing. I believe that was my brother there for me. Oh, wow. Okay, Sharon, thank you so much yeah. for that story. I mean, it's, you just, I mean, honestly, we just don't know. It's one of those weird unknowns that people, they have these experiences and they just don't know. This is from the uh, WTMJ Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. Thanks, Sharon. Thanks for calling from Fond du Lac. Bye. Bye-bye. Uh, it says, I do not believe in ghosts, but we bought a house five years ago that the original homeowners had owned since 1965. Both of them passed away, so it was being sold by the kids. Second night we were staying there, I saw two people looking around the corner from the hallway, went to get my handgun, wow, thinking somebody broke in and found nobody. I told my wife, and she said to the house, we will make sure to take care of this house. So kind of what I did. We will shoot. To, we will take care to of this house, and I never saw either one of them again. It is interesting that a common theme from your story and some other people is that kind of addressing and speaking in a soothing tone and saying, hey, you don't, if you're coming back because you think we're not treating your home right or somebody that you love right, like we're on the same level, let's be cool. Because I think even the man who had talked to the woman in his home, he was speaking to her friendly and lovingly and hey, and and, okay, they never saw him again. Well, that was, I, you know, it's so interesting. And I think that, you know, like Steve said before he left, he goes, I don't believe in ghosts. And I said, well, you got to listen to the ghost segment because there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be calling in. And I've got a story and and Sandy's got a story. And we're going to, I mean, after the news, we're going to kind of switch gears. It's going to be a little different. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but I do want to say, uh, Gary Racine texted and I think he he is onto something. He suggests maybe having Rose Gray set up a Fox World Traveled haunted tour that could be fun oh my god i would love that good idea that's an awesome idea the news and more coming up on news radio wtmj what fun what fun to do the uh the ghost stories and like i said everybody Everybody has a story of some kind. Um, I was telling Sandy a little earlier, too, that after my father passed, I had a dream. Um, I was with Nick Nolte for some reason. I don't know why, but I was with Nick Nolte, and I ran into my dad. And I was like, oh, I was afraid you were going to be here. And he's like, everything's fine, Bobble Meese. Everything's fine. So I think he just came back to say, you know, 
Here we go. Now, what we're going to do, we got to go to news. Uh, we're going to take a break and go to news. But after the news, we're going to do something a little bit more lighthearted and talk about how maybe you can help the um, Hawes in Waukesha. News Radio 620 WTMJ, Carol Kane and Sandy Max. That's me filling in for the Jeff Wagner show today till three o'clock, then Wisconsin's afternoon news. And we've just gotten spooked by ghost stories from yeah. all around Wisconsin. Thanks to everyone who called in and texted in. And now we're going to get into the fuzzy buddies. I. Um, yeah. Uh, Lynn is the executive director of Hawes. Lynn Olenek, executive director of Hawes, Human right. Animal Welfare Society of Waukesha, where they right. do such good work rescuing pets and finding them forever homes. And they need forever homes. And I've, I've got a soft spot for Hawes. And Lynn knows this because, one, I got my Beauregard from Hawes. And two, Lynn was kind enough to ask me to come and help unload a plane when they brought a bunch of animals in from uh i think it was houston when it had the hurricane and so we were transferring animals up to to haws but i wanted to get lynn on because um there's always there's you see story after story after story about the capacity that has been hit when it comes to these animals and i just wanted lynn to address not only that but i also want to talk about the need for volunteers so lynn thank you so much for joining us i appreciate you taking time out of your busy day always a pleasure lynn what are you working on today i know of someone who works in this field is never has the same day twice well today is not a bad day because it's kind of quiet between you know christmas and new years it's always a good time to work I start pulling out plans for next year and going over budgets and going over six-month reports. Yeah, it's not all puppies and unicorns, <laughs> I guess. Are you, are you full? Are you at capacity? Um, we are not as far as cats go. We are not right now as far as dogs go. Um, small animals is pretty overloaded, though. Um, everything from rats to turtles to geckos, bunnies, guinea pigs. If you're looking for something little and furry, we probably have it. One of our turtles um, has been with us for over a year. They do require a special setup. So it, it, they're not for everybody, but they are kind of fun if you especially have a you know, have a sensitivity to fur. You know, some of these reptiles make really great pets. And you... um, we have two, two geckos, Fruit Loop and Oakley. <laughs> <laughs> I was say, Lynn, you have a great website for pet finding. So as you mentioned, Fruit Loop and Oakley, like if somebody is interested, I love that you'll have a photo profile and sometimes there'll even be a video of the dog frolicking, and, and so you can get an even better idea of their personalities. Right. Yeah, it's pretty hard to get a gecko frolicking. But <laughs> and sometimes the cats. We have great videos, and those are usually done by our volunteers. Um, we do have some special dogs here right now that could really, I guess the best way to put it is use a little publicity. Um, so I really appreciated being asked to come on. Kate came in on a transport, and she was so shy. 
so very shy. She's been here a year. She's been in foster in a foster home the last few months. She loves other dogs. She wants a calm, quiet home. She's a little tough on cats. Um, but she's that medium-sized dog that everybody's kind of looking for, about knee-high at least. Carol, you know what I mean by medium. Sure, you sure. Dog too. So, you know, yeah. I guess 40, 50 pounds. Um, what kind? she's just a delight. What does uh, Kate have in her? Is, is Kate a, like, what kind of breeds? I'm, I'm assuming Kate may not be a purebred. Oh, no. Kate is not a purebred. She is the all-American dog, <laughs> and she is a black and tan Almost looks like maybe there's a little bit of uh, Jack Russell in her, a little bit of miniature pincher, um, something to make her a little larger, but she is probably many, many different things. Well, how wonderful that you've got the foster families who can help some of these little shy buddies get a little more socialized and and be even happier in a home once they get adopted. And I know that those are wonderful volunteers who take on that that role for fostering. And we're always looking for more foster homes. It's a perfect opportunity for people who are maybe not sure if they're going to stay in their home or not sure if they're ready for a dog or a cat. You know, and sometimes we even send some of our small animals into foster. Just it's a good way to experience that with while helping out, but also making sure you're ready because not everybody is ready for raising a puppy or things like that. A lot of times our older senior dogs or some of the the ones that are a little bit older are better for a family that just doesn't have time to work on bringing out that personality in a puppy, um, doing all the training and such. I know we've got another one named Phantom who is in foster, in foster care and has been since last March. He loves dogs. He loves kids. He's motivated. He has a great recall. But he's a handful. He's a spunky dog. He likes to be active. Um, he's, he would be a great agility partner or a jogging partner. Ooh. Again, he's probably about maybe a little bit more on the 55-pound range. Uh, a couple of different things in there. And unfortunately... He's one of the dogs that comes to us. Sometimes we have a harder time placing um, dogs with that kind of exuberance. So, again, foster homes really help out. He's been in a home which has taught him some manners. Oh. Well, and, you know, I I will say this as a testimonial to adopting an older dog because Beauregard was Sydney was a puppy when we got her Beauregard was around four years old and you're absolutely right Lynn he was potty trained he was you know ready for he loved people he walked beautifully on a leash I mean it was just the whole package and we didn't have to do an awful lot of work with him except just love him and it was it's really something to consider if you don't want to work with a puppy and a lot of times these dogs come to us from not a bad situation, but a family in crisis or a person in crisis. And they really want to bond to that individual again. And, you know, they're really looking for an opportunity. They almost seem grateful. Sure, sure. Hey, how are we doing on the volunteer, uh, on the staffing? Could you, you could always use new volunteers, right? 
Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, foster homes, if you don't like to work in the shelter, are great. But we have a lot of different opportunities from cat cuddling to dog walking. We also have, with our new animal center out in Delafield, we have horse chores. People who like horses but don't want to own one can come and work with our horses a little bit. We also have our friends group, which is kind of like the, the school PTOs, Parent Teacher Associations, or PTAs as they used to be called, you know, where they get together and it's kind of a social club that loves cause, loves animals, and puts on some of the smaller fundraisers for us. And that's a real fun activity with real minimal commitment. It's usually one Wednesday a week, or I'm sorry, a month. And, you know, you meet other people of the same background, and it's kind of a social group. So there's a lot more to volunteering than just getting out and helping individually. Sometimes there's a good camaraderie and friendships that can be struck up, and Lord knows people need to get outside this time of year and get into a different, somewhere other than in their house. What a great point. What is the website to go to to either find out more about volunteering or see some of these fuzzy buddies that are, and uh, lizard buddies that are up for adoption? <laughs> it's um, hawspets.org. So H-A-W-S. P-E-T-S, and it's a dot O-R-G for organization, not a dot, dot com. Okay. Dot org. Perfect. Perfect. Len, I appreciate you joining us so, so much. I'm hoping that you get inundated with volunteers and with lovely families that want to come and either adopt or foster. Um, it really is a wonderful, wonderful organization. And once again, I can't thank you enough. I've had a, we are having a great run with Beauregard. Oh, yeah, great dog. Yeah. All right, Lynn. Adopt, don't shop if you can. Thank you, Lynn, from Humane Animal Welfare Society of Waukesha, HawesPets.org. Thank you, Lynn. Thanks a bunch. Bye. Next, we have a reason for you to drink a beer today. I'm I'm all in. We'll explain next on News Radio 620 WTMJ. News Radio 620 WTMJ. Sandy Max, Carol Kane in for the Jeff Wagner Show today. It's been fun, and I promised you a reason to drink a beer today. Do we really need one? <laughs> I mean, seriously. We've got, we have a historical one, though. Okay. So there's, a, there's an excuse and a celebration. Okay, hit me with it. What is it? The name John Molson mean anything to you? Uh, I'm very familiar with yes. John Molson. John Molson was born. On this day in 1763. God bless him. So he is the Molson of Molson Coors, a big presence here in Milwaukee. And John Molson, though, the history, he was an orphan, Lincolnshire, England, and he left and settled in Montreal in 1782. That's where he got a brewery and became the patriarch of the famous Molson Brewery family. Wow. Molson makes some really good Canadian beer. I've I've been to a Detroit Red Wings game and those Molsons can pack a punch. You don't you don't need to drink it. I'm so used to drinking like a Miller Lite, uh-huh. and then you whoo. Well, see, I if I 
I love Molson beer. I haven't had it in a while, so this is going to give me an excuse to do it. See? I'm a total, um, if my go-to beer is Miller High Life. There's something about drinking out of that clear bottle. So, I mean, it's all, it's all the same. I see you're supporting the, the good yeah, Miller it, Valley down there. Right, exactly. So he was born, but he was an orphan, and then he went off and he got his own brewery. How Do we have any idea how old he was when he started his own brewery? Born in 1763, so he moved in 1782, so almost 20, oh. almost 19 when he left Mon- to, to land in Montreal. My- so young man with a plan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no like kidding. It. I so, like it. Yeah. So yeah, if you need uh, an excuse to raise a high life tonight, champagne of beers or uh, or the beverage of your choice, maybe you enjoy a great microbrew, but uh, at least honor the memory of Mr. John Molson. Interesting. That's always so interesting to hear the history of. I, I'm fascinated by history. I was terrible at it in, in school. I could nothing. Well, nothing depends on what stuck. you're studying the history of. Yeah, I, the history of beer stuck. could be a little more interesting to us. I was, I, you know, I wasn't the best and most committed student in the world. I did very well, but I was once again. Let's go back to the beginning of this whole show as I talk about how lazy I was in my ah. first radio job. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of lazy. It is wonderful to rediscover history, though. And as being part of Milwaukee PBS, I've been honored to be around John Goethe, who's an amazing oh, historian. Gosh, he knows everything. Jerry Apps is based out of Madison, and he knows all about the history, particularly of ag- agriculture. But he's very well written. So it is fun as an adult to rediscover history when it's presented in such interesting ways, whether it's in a book or in a documentary like The Making of Milwaukee. So... Okay. Enjoy your history. Absolutely. And enjoy your beer. (laughs) You know what? I got an idea. When Mm. you go and get your Molson beer, toast Sandy Max because she just taught you a little something today. There you go. You you learned something today. Of course. Only on News Radio 620 WTMJ.